Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Welcome back to the sixth episode of Short Track Talk. Today, we got here with us a very special rider. She's from North America. She's been having really good results this season. She got a medal in the Short Track World Championships. She won a Short Track in Snowshoe. And for those who have not guessed yet who it is, we got here with us today the rider from the Norco Factory team, Gwendolyn Gibson. Good morning, Gwen. How are you doing today? Doing good. Excited to chat today. Yeah. So first of all, season's over. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm definitely feeling like I am ready for a break. So for the last week, I, I've just been taking time off the bike. Today was the first time I rode and since Val de Sol. So that was nice. And yeah, it's just good to be home and sleep in my own bed and recharge for next year. Absolutely. Like I was saying, it's been a good season for you, I'd say. It's also been a difficult season in some aspect. It's been a bumpy ride, we could call it like that. Uh, you were, yeah. <laughs> you started off really well this year, uh, doing some races in Brazil. Then you had your knee injury, were off for a bit, but you definitely came back stronger. So if you had to make a little summary of your season, how would you call it in one word? Yeah, I think when I, um, yeah, after that first race in Brazil, I was excited and maybe a little bit shocked to already be in the top 15. Um, so I was off to a super strong start and and then uh, we went back home and, and got back to training and, and um, dealt with a few crashes in the season. I crashed in Albstadt as well and, and um, I didn't really get injured, but it was a pretty hard hit and And so Albstadt in Nove Mesto was a bit rocky. And then I got home from Nove Mesto and crashed and broke my kneecap. And then I, at that point, I wasn't really sure what the rest of my season would look like. There was talk of maybe surgery. And I was uh, told at first that Worlds or Worlds would maybe be my first race back. And so at first I was like, oh, okay, the season is over. And, and then I think things just progressed a lot quicker. Um, they decided I didn't need to do the surgery and, and, um, yeah, I'm still working to get a hundred percent, but, but, um, I was good enough to start at Lenzerheide and, and then from there on, it seemed like every race got better and better. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I could have ever imagined that how the rest of the season would go even entering a hundred percent healthy. I don't, in the beginning of the season, I don't think, um, some of the goals I achieved were goals that I had in mind <laughs> for, you know, my first year. So it's exciting and I'm, I'm happy with it. It truly does look like it. Our listeners can't see you right now, but I can see that, that emotion in your eyes when you're talking about it definitely been a healthy season for you uh, it's really good so yeah. maybe let's let's make it a little bit of a different question they told you when you got injured that you wouldn't be racing until the world how is mm -hmm. dealing with that for you uh, you're a writer you're a young writer and you start off the season first elite season of your career and you take a fall and first news you get is you're going to miss basically 90% of the season. So how is that for you? How is dealing with that? And how do you cope with that? Yeah. I mean, when I, when I first had that conversation, it was, it was really difficult. Um, there was a lot of anxiety associated with it and um, just stress. Uh, I wanted to perform well and show what I could do and, And um, I struggled with it a lot at first. And then once I was able to start doing, um, you know, physical therapy and start working towards getting back on the bike, 
and I felt like I had something I was working towards, then, you know, my, my outlook turned a lot more positive and, and especially to be able to see so much progression, then I was like, okay, we can do this and, and, um, we can come back stronger and maybe it'll be a good thing in the end. And I think it was, I think sometimes, uh, an injury can force you to take a little rest. Cause you know, most athletes, I think the hardest part is taking time off or slowing training down. Even when you're tired, you just want to keep pushing. So I think it was good. I had some rest and then, um, I was able to start working towards, uh, goals again. And, and, um, yeah, that, that helped. And, so yeah, it was hard. It was a hard process, but I think it was good for me as well because every athlete is going to deal with injury in their career and and it's just a learning process and if I am faced with that again, I'll know how to I'll know how to deal with it. I would say it's definitely been a learning experience for you and I would also dare to say that you made the best out of it definitely. Uh seeing how the outcome looked like. So Let's take a little jump back. We've we made a little summary of the season, a little chit-chat. And now let's talk a few years ago, just a few. How do you first get on a bike? Oh, yeah. I mean, I started, I didn't actually start racing until I was 16. Um, and when I initially started riding, I just got into it through a family friend. Uh, in the U.S., we have a, a high school series called NICA. And so he was our high school team coach and, uh, and, uh, he just asked if I would be interested in joining the team. And so I tried it out and I ended up falling in love with it and just kind of got more serious each year I did it. And, uh, by the time I was a senior in high school, then I was starting to race internationally and, and starting to realize oh, I could maybe make a career out of this. This could be, this might be what I want to do with my life. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it sounds like a great story. And then uh, a little bit uh, jump forward. So that's when getting on a bike. And then t- 2017, first world championship for you as a junior racing in the U.S. jersey. How did that feel? Yeah, it was really special. Um, yeah, all year it was a goal of mine just to make the team and, and I was, I was, uh, it's a special feeling to, to represent your country. And yeah, I still remember, I still remember that whole trip, uh, that race. And um, it really hooked me and made me want to race internationally more. It showed me how much depth there is in the sport and I, and um, that there was still more uh, levels you keep pushing as an athlete. And yeah, it made me want to work even harder and, and keep trying to improve. And yeah, now since then i i've only missed one world since then which is really cool <laughs> absolutely it definitely was an experience that that was a before and an atrophy that clearly kept you going a big shot of motivation and then uh, in 2018 uh first on the 23 year for you and you race in the u.s nationals third position and you start racing in the world cup uh, both Montsantan and lenterheide how was starting to actually feel that you were finally reaching your goal, uh, finally being able to go abroad, compete internationally, and just do what you loved? Yeah, it really felt like a dream. I mean, not really, not many people get to say that, uh, they, not really many people get to travel in general, especially, you know, all over Europe. So that was cool in its own. And that I was getting to travel while I did you know, what I loved most, I got to ride my bike in all these cool places and race. And, and yeah, that first year, 
yeah, my first year U23, I actually, I guess I dealt with uh, injury as well. I, at, after the first World Cup in Amstad, I actually got a concussion there. And U.S. Nationals was my first race back from that. And so it was sort of a similar process where I was out for a portion of the season and and came back. And, yeah, that was a struggle to deal with that when I was a young athlete as well. But but I think it those little moments teach a lot of mental strength. And and that's good for, you know, I, I think that's probably helped me deal with this injury now as an elite much better. So it's all building experience. It's all about learning. It's a constant learning process in so many ways that uh, one can't even imagine. And you mentioned Abstad. That was your first World Cup uh, outside. Yeah. And how how is it when you're finally on that start line saying, hey, I'm finally there. I made it. I'm going to go for it. Yeah, it's both a relief of making it to that level and then a lot of nerves at the same time. I I can remember, especially in my, I mean, I still get nervous now, really nervous, but especially those first uh, World Cup starts, you know, when they, they do the heartbeat as you're about to start. And I think we're just standing there. I look down at my bike computer, my heart rate's like 140 BPM, <laughs> just absolutely freaking out so and then the gun goes off and then it, it sort of seems like your body just knows exactly what to do and from that moment on it's it's just enjoying enjoying getting to race your bike and and um yeah it's a cool feeling there's nothing there's nothing else like racing a world cup it i there's no other feeling like it yeah it's definitely a, something different and has really nothing to do with uh, some other races you might be able to race uh nationals they of course they have their own importance but uh, mm-hmm. I imagine racing against the best riders of the world and being there with them and knowing you're there with them and the yeah. public, uh, everyone that just contributes to the event. It's its an amazing experience. It's an amazing event. And it absolutely definitely contributes to make it something so special. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, that's, um, yeah, the World Cups, I remember the, the coolest thing was, I mean, I've been to other races and there's spectators and there's people cheering, but I remember going up the climb on Alpstadt and the and everyone is cheering so loud you can't even hear yourself breathe <laughs> i've not you don't experience that anywhere else i don't think it's it's really cool how how um you know passionate the fans are and and um yeah it's pretty cool and then uh taking going back to the bit of history lesson here mm-hmm. uh 20, 2019 you get started keep racing in the world cup and you you are around the top 20 position how is it seeing yourself in the top 20 of the world yeah i mean that was that was a really cool feeling i kept every single race i could see that i was improving and learning and and i wanted to be doing better than top 20 but i could see the progress i could see that i was getting there so that was cool as well and then it and then yeah you have to put it into perspective sometimes when you're like oh it's, i'm i want to finish higher than i am but it's the best in the world and and you know everyone works really hard and and it's just a process and you have to trust that you'll you're going to get there and that's cool as well to 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 see growth as well uh yeah absolutely i mean having your own goals uh being realizing that you're actually achieving them and then trusting Mm -hmm. that with all the work and all this sacrifice you're going to be able to get there and then it's all a matter of time really uh sometimes you got to be patient it's not not great but yeah it's hard (laughs) (laughs) but but it 
it's worth it in the end if you can wait through the progression of getting to where you want to be. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight for anyone. Of course. I mean, nobody, nobody was born a king or a god. Yeah. And then uh, 2020, uh, difficult year for everybody, uh, not much raising. Yeah. Uh, how was that for you in general? Like a little bit overview. Yeah, it was, it was really difficult. Um, yeah, I, I think in the beginning of the year, I kept hoping we would return to racing at some point. So I was training a lot um, and really putting a lot into, into my training all through the summer, hoping, you know, we'd get to do some sort of World Cup or or something would come along and, and, um, by the time they ended up doing, you know, the two world cups in Novi Mesto and worlds, I wasn't selected to be a part of the U S team. They, so that was really disappointing. And, and that was really hard for me to cope with as well. And, and so from after that, I decided for that semester, cause I was still in university. I, um, just took on a heavier class load to, to try to graduate, um, on time and, and just focused on my studies and, and, um, I was doing an internship and working and kind of took a break from racing and training for, you know, that half of the year. And yeah, when we finally did get back to racing, uh, I, I realized, you know, how much I missed it and, and that that was truly what I wanted to do. So at least the break showed me more. It, it showed me that it, it really was what I wanted and not just because I had been doing it for so long, you know? that it was truly the path that I wanted to be on. So, yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, some people just uh, fall into the routine and it's, it's, they think it's something they want, but then it changes or it switches. Mm -hmm. And it's really good that for you, it was the complete opposite. Uh, taking the little break, it just helped you to realize how much you love it and how much you want it. And in mm -hmm. the end, it just gives you more motivation and more, more interest to finally, it gives you more interest to, to work and to achieve yeah. and to be able to be there. And then 2021, start big year last year, Olympic Games, uh, lots lots of tensions, uh, lots mm -hmm. of exigence in many ways, as there were many riders with uh, trying to get their level was crazy high. Olympic Games year, mm -hmm. it's always everybody taking, doing their own personal race to be able to be get selected. And yeah. you joined the Norco Factory team. So how yeah. was it for you uh, joining, finally joining a team, a bit of a bigger structure uh, to what you were used to how has that changed yeah well so at that time actually in 2021 yeah I, I've actually raced for Norco since I since I was 16 so I'd been racing with Norco for a long time and um, still at that point I wasn't on the World Cup team so I didn't actually travel with Norco but they still you know supported me and um, you know in the feed zones and and with equipment and and um, offered a lot of good support and and my goal that year was, you know, I wasn't really in the picture to be a part of the U.S. Olympic team, but um, it was a goal of mine to get there. And one of those steps was, I thought, was to get on a World Cup team and to improve my international results. So the goal of my 2021 season was to get to every single World Cup and, you know, improve enough that I could get on a World Cup team and and uh, be on the trajectory to go to the Olympics at some point. And um, yeah, the beginning of the season was rocky. It was, it was difficult because I was, I was actually traveling to all the races by myself. Just, you know, I, I, I used my savings to 
buy all the flights and accommodations and I was really all in on it and hoping you know to make it work and it was really rocky all through the year it was like I still I was having crashes mechanicals like little glimpses that I was getting there but not a result to show it yet and then it was you know finally at the end of the season at Worlds I had a top 10 and then two top fives at the end and and that sort of sealed the deal for me to be on the the World Cup team for Norco this year and gave me, you know, all the motivation I needed to tell me, all right, the work is paying off and everything was worth it. Of course, uh, the sacrifice uh, that you just mentioned, I had no idea about that. It just proves even more you deserve to be there and you deserve the results and everything you're getting now. And it's really special because well, one of the reasons I like to do these interviews is because all of these details uh, don't show, like nobody knows this kind of stuff. And it's really the stuff yeah. that people should actually know that it's not an easy path. Sometimes you got to put a lot of sacrifice in it and mm -hmm. it, it does pay off. Like uh, look at yourself uh, using your savings to be able to go to races in the world cup. And now mm -hmm. you're, you're top 10 uh, winning races, short truck races, uh, top 10 in the cross country. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And it's really great that people like you do like, they're the people that deserve the most to be there, I'd say. So really happy. I, I do love doing these interviews just because of that. Yeah. Then... Yeah, you learn the background. You it Because, you know, when you just see stuff on social media, it's just, you know, it makes it look like it's such an easy road. And um, the reality is, is most people probably have some sort of similar story where, you know, things weren't really working or there was a lot of sacrifices. It was really difficult. And then they get to, you know, the part where things are working out and it, it, maybe it takes different, it comes at a different time for everyone. But you, if you really want something, even if um the path looks difficult, I mean, it's, nothing's impossible. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I'd say on social media, you only see the picture with a pizza on the bike and then yeah. <laughs> And it looks so fun, like you're traveling in Europe and no one knows, like you're draining your bank account and you're not sure if it's going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then, uh, how is it at uh, the, the end of the season? You just mentioned uh, fifth in Lentrahida, fourth in Snowshoe, ninth in yeah. Bali Soli. How is it for you to finally realize you were there and you were where you wanted to be, where you were working so hard to be and just uh, the feeling of being in the top five of the world? honestly it was just a massive relief I felt just a weight off my shoulders because you know I, I went into that season with you know that was where I had wanted to be and all year it just wasn't quite working and I started you know I'm, I'm a pretty positive person but it, after a while you know it can be easy to to get a little bit of doubt <laughs> and so it was it was just a huge relief to see, okay, I, I can do this. And, um, and I think I really needed that, um, end of the season and, and those, those results at the end to show me, um, that I could make it as an elite. And if I, if I kept working, things were going to, to pay off. Yeah. And, and it is just a, yeah, it's a really cool feeling to to see how why wow, I can race with the best of the world in the world and I can be competitive. I'm not just there. And you know, you want to be in the race. That's it's that's the fun part a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and it's truly uh, the most special part, I'd say, uh just uh, the feelings, the emotions that everything brings mm -hmm. in together. 
it's my it's mind blowing. It's completely mind blowing. And yeah. now uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about this year, uh, mm-hmm. more results wise. We talk about the injury. Uh, you went to Petropolis, then you had the injury, and then we go to the comeback. I'm going to call it like that because that's yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a complete comeback. First race, uh, Novi Mesto, ninth position, top ten in the world, lead rider. Mm-hmm. How is that race for you? Just realizing that you're elite rider, top ten in the world, after having such a difficult season, after having to race against all odds, how was it? Oh, it was just so much excitement. Honestly, I I I hardly even slept at the time. I mean, top ten in a short track, I I was over the moon with, and and I it was you know once again a moment of relief. Like okay, I'm there. I can I can do this. I'm getting closer. And uh, I, I remember I like barely slept that night after that short track. And, and um, that was a learning moment too, because I then, you know, I didn't rest and I was so filled with excitement and, and then maybe I didn't rest so much. So then the cross country race didn't go as well. So it, it's also a learning process to deal with. Okay. You have excitement of a really cool result, a really good result. And then, all right, there's still more racing to do. So you have to still, you know, shut off social media for a little bit, get off your phone and and do all the normal things, you know, to recover and, and make sure you're ready for the next day as well. So that was, you know, a learning moment too. And, and, um, but it, it was just a lot of excitement to, to show that I was getting there. Yeah. Of course. And then uh, before talking about uh, some of the other results you got, let's talk about what was probably for you one of the most special weekends of the year, I'd say probably, if not the most yeah. uh, snowshoe. Uh, like, how is that for those who might not know, uh, when won the short track in snowshoes, she won a world cap short track and then she got a top 10 in the race. She won eighth, I think. Yeah. So how is that weekend in general? Like, how do you deal with emotions that night? Because you just mentioned you struggle in Novi Mesto, again, it being a top yeah. ten. So I can't even start to imagine how is it like to actually winning the race. Yeah, you know, and I had imagined a moment like that forever, and and I I think when I'm picture when I'm picturing it in my head, I didn't necessarily think um, that it would be possible in this year. It was just something that I wanted to achieve, and. And then all of a sudden when it was actually happening, I remember crossing the line. I still like was in just actual disbelief. I, I, cause I spent a lot of that race, not even in the front group. I kind of got a bad start and, um, and, uh, all of a sudden I was getting closer and, and closer. And then we come around that last turn and, uh, and I was like, Oh, I could, I could win this right now. I'm just like sprinting towards the finish. And I kept waiting for, you know, someone to come by me. I was like, no one's coming by me. And like, what's going on? And uh, I, I mean, it was super emotional because that, that, you know, was one of those moments that shows every bit of sacrifice, every, you know, all the work that is put in, it's all worth it. And, and uh, I get emotional even like talking about it right now. (laughs) Because it was such a special thing, especially, you know, being in the States too was another uh, portion of it. But I think what makes it so special is, um, and why it's so emotional is because of how much goes into a moment like that. You know, when you think of, you know, different setbacks and, and um, when you finally get there, it's a, it's a really good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, 
when you finally get there is having a flashback and all those rough moments you've had and mm-hmm. all the sacrifice it's taken and it's just it absolutely pays off yeah uh, it was it was an amazing race i remember talking to you before uh, i think mm-hmm. you were having pancakes uh, for breakfast <laughs> and yeah. i was like that's going to give you the special energy today and then yeah. you went off and you won the race I, I just couldn't believe it i was really happy for you too Thanks. so yeah. <laughs> uh, that was an that was an, an amazing weekend truly uh, it mm-hmm. was really good to see you race, to see you finally be there. And then yeah. then we go to Montsandan a weekend after, and you go second again in the short track. And like I imagine winning the race must have been mind-blowing. But then yeah. we can week right after, and then finally like actually seeing yourself there again. How how yeah. is that? I think I think um yeah it showed myself okay that wasn't a one-time thing I do have the strength to to be at the front of these races and and um I also had the the confidence to ride at the front so so that made a big difference as well and and yeah to finish you know on the podium again it just showed me all right yeah it wasn't a one-time deal this is where I belong and and then I set a new you know, standard for myself. And, you know, I'm still happy, you know, if I'm not on the podium or if it doesn't go as well, I'm still having a good time. But, but now when I start a race, I, I know it's possible, which makes a huge difference. I mean, I think, um, what's going on in your head is it has a direct impact on your result. I mean, just as much as your physical preparation does. Yes. Uh, I'd say, uh, mental part, uh, plays even a bigger role because some of the days you just got the season you've you've made the sacrifices the necessary sacrifices you've put in the work but then if your head doesn't fit in with the race it just truly doesn't work it might not yeah pan out. yeah exactly uh mm-hmm. so uh having the confidence like you mentioned it's probably what some riders like sometimes just just a mm-hmm. little little push because it's really just a little push like uh, everybody's yeah. putting in the work and then it's just like that little push that makes a click and everything suddenly starts to fit in and just feels yeah. real and it's real yeah. so <laughs> that's really good and then uh monsantan uh then there was a little 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 pause for many riders uh for some that were the european races of uh, the european championships and then the yeah. week right after World Championships, and there you mm-hmm. go again, and you win, <laughs> you win a bronze medal in the worlds in the short track. How yeah. how is it seeing yourself in the podium in the World Championships? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I look, I keep looking back at those photos <laughs> all the time, actually, because I I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I'm standing on a podium next to you know Pauline and Alessandra, you know two two athletes that I you know have watched and looked up to for for a long time and and all of a sudden I I get to stand right next to them on a podium and yeah I don't think at the end of the season or at the beginning of the season it, I had imagined that I could have a medal at world championships and and um to achieve that was huge for me and and also really special I mean and at worlds you know my my family was there my mom my dad my little brother. So that was really cool as well to get to share a moment with them where things are working out. Cause you know, they've been, they've been supporting me uh, for a long time as well. And, and um, so it was cool to share that with them. Yeah. Uh, so if I may, absolutely. It must've been uh, probably you remember it as one of the best experiences in your life. Also probably really emotional. And yeah. 
using that emotional part and seeing that you're actually there right now, would you mind telling us uh, one of the roughest, uh, like one of the hardest moments you've had so far to actually finally be here? Yeah, I think I think I would just go back to to even the year uh, just in 2021, the, the moments when I was, um, you know, not not on a World Cup team and and, um, you know, things I was I was, um, you know, paying for for everything and really trying to make it work and making all these big sacrifices, training a lot. Um, I was, you know, working at home, uh, you know, to try to afford this and, and trying to train at the same time. And then, you know, the first couple world cups, it just, it just wasn't working out. I wasn't, it wasn't where I wanted to be. I wasn't where I needed to be, um, to get on a world cup team. And so I had a lot of moments of just doubt and, um, and uh, I was really questioning if I could, if I could make it in the sport, or if this is if it was time for me to move on. And and um, yeah, that was a really hard emotions to go through. And then yeah, like I mentioned before, at the end, it's like it finally clicked. It's like because you could be really fit, but the reality is, is you also need some luck for it to pan out. Um, and it, it finally did. And and. Um, but the road, the road in the beginning of that season was was really difficult. One of the harder experiences I've gone through. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we've talked about it. It's it's really great sacrifice you make and not knowing and the doubt. Sometimes you just question yourself and it does play a big role uh, to having that confidence, like we mentioned before, uh, yeah. to finally be able to be there. So we've talked about emotion and uh, we've, We've talked about all that emotion, all that emotional part. Now let's talk, let's bring some happiness into, into the conversation. Yeah. It's been a hell of a season for you, but if you had to take a single moment from it, which one would it be? Maybe like uh, in the world, like you mentioned, your family was there. So maybe it was just hugging them after the finish line, knowing that mm-hmm. you got the medal or I don't know. Yeah, it's a hard it's it's honestly hard for me to pick between snowshoe and and worlds because worlds was special because my family was there. You know, I come across the finish and I get to go to the sidelines yeah, and give my mom, my family a hug and. And they get to, you know, see everything um, coming to light, you know, all the all the hard work pay off. And and that was really special. And then uh, but Snowshoe was just such a special day because I think it was it was a moment that, you know, made me really start to believe in myself. And and uh, I still I mean, I'll remember that day forever. I and uh, I'll always get emotional when I when I think about it, because it was it was like one of those moments where you just see it all like everything click you know everything everything worked out perfectly which I mean it just doesn't happen all the time uh, especially at that level uh there's so many strong athletes and and um so moments like that don't come around very often and I'll really appreciate it um the next time it comes around and and um always remember that one yeah it was it was like we mentioned, like we've been talking, it's a turning point. It's a push, mm-hmm. a little confidence, a little extra confidence that just uh, does make the change. Mm-hmm. And now leaving uh, the bike side a bit, we've talked about races. We've talked about your how you got on the bike. We've talked about the team. What is it you like to do besides riding the bike? Uh, well, yeah, well, it's a perfect time to, I guess, talk about that because now it's off season and I'm making time to do other things and, and um, 
Yeah, I mean, I like I I feel like most of my interests are still just being outside. Like I like to do rock climbing, I like going on hikes and or going camping with my friends and, you know, everything is still is still pretty uh pretty aligned with with mountain biking, just kind of being outside and and um yeah, with friends and family. Um that's what most of my life is is like and um I'm also I mean, I majored in exercise science so I'm really interested in in um you know like co- coaching and working on the performance side of things so I also work with um a couple of young athletes and and coaching them and and that's really fun and rewarding for me too because uh, I also feel like I get the chance to sort of be a mentor and and show them that if you want to do this you know long term you you can and and I'm there to help. <laughs> and so that's nice as well. Yeah. Yes. I was going to ask you, like you mentioned it yourself, but I was going to ask you about the major in exercise science. Mm-hmm. How is it uh, dealing with working and studying for a degree and raising and training? I It was really difficult. It, it felt like I never had, you know, any time to take a breath. And, and I enjoyed it. I love school and uh, uh, I got to work um, in our performance lab on our university campus, and that was really cool. I got to learn how to administer, you know, VO2 max testing, doing bod pod skin folds, and working with our collegiate athletes. So it was really fun for me. And um, I also, I um, while I was in university, I worked um, at like a coffee bagel shop as well. So, so yeah, I was full time student two jobs and trying to train and and um you know I'm I I'm happy that I I did it all because I think um yeah all of that helped me get to where I am now um and it I all of, you go through yeah it's all just learning processes and and um yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't do any of it differently it was also a really fun time even though it was busy I'm I'm enjoying having more downtime now though yeah I can imagine. And especially right now uh, with the off season, like you mentioned, have you got any big plans, maybe traveling somewhere or do you just want to be home, relax with friends and family? Yeah, I think now um, I'm, I'm just happy to, to just be at home, sleep in my bed, see my friends and family. Yeah. I, I think um, for me off season, like vacation just looks like being home. <laughs> That's what feels like vacation for me. Cause we just travel all year long. And so when when you get the sec to, to slow things down, I think it's important, you know, mentally and physically. And, and I enjoy that. So my, my plans just look like staying at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, that's great. After traveling all year round, uh, going to races, spending a lot of time away from home, especially when the world cups are in Europe, uh, which you got, mm-hmm. got to keep traveling back and forth. And it's yeah. really tiring both physically and mentally because, uh, sometimes you just struggle to keep in touch uh, with friends. Uh, you miss yeah. your family. It's it's really difficult. And then when you just got some free time, just want to be home and relax and <laughs> not go anywhere by your bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bit of a different question, I'd say. How do you look at the future right now? So what would be, if you want to tell us, sometimes uh, some people don't like to talk about future goals. But what would you say a future goal for you is right now? You've won a short track. You've got a medal, medals in the world championships. 
So what's next? Yeah, I think now, um, you know, I've really loved that I've been doing really well in the short tracks, but I've been, you know, really wanting to to show the same strength in a cross country race. So uh, in terms of goals for next year, I think a big one of mine is to get on a, a XEO World Cup podium um, and and even longer term than that, um, making an Olympic team, whether that's 2024 or 28. And the U.S. has a lot of really strong women and, you know, anything can happen. I think I'm very much in the equation to make to make the 2024 team. But regardless, it, Olympics is just a, a long term goal for me whenever it happens. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially like you mentioned at the end of the season, the U.S. women have been have been going hard at it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Haley, Kate, uh, yourself, being constantly yeah. on top 10, uh, having amazing races. Uh, it's been, it's really great uh, to see how the sport just keeps developing and keeps working and keeps evolving and is not yeah. stuck anywhere. Yeah, I agree. And it's special to be a part of that, a really strong U.S. group. And, and um, yeah, hopefully then it shows you know, the U23 and, and junior U.S. women that, that um, if they want to, same way, you know, if they want to do this and they want to achieve these goals, they absolutely can because, you know, we come from the same background and there's no, there's no difference if it's just if you, if you want it or not. Of course, it's just uh, how much are you willing to sacrifice to be able to be there? Mm -hmm. And you're like yourself, like we talk, you're there, you're with the big riders, uh, you're with Jolanda, with Blaine, with Luana, with Evie, uh, with Anne, uh, so many, so many great women and strong mm -hmm. women. And is there like, is there one of them that you've pictured yourself, like you've considered an icon or someone to follow, like someone whose path you'd like to follow uh and how does it feel being racing with them i think it oh that's a hard question because i i think um i think there's you know a little bit in each of those names that you know you see that you look at and you think oh i want to be i want to be like them because they do this or, or i think you know every single one of them are really strong athletes and and um you know with the experiences that i've had with with them too also just really genuine and and kind people as well so and like su they're supportive i think that's the coolest thing about the sport is when you know when other people are succeeding uh everyone's there to celebrate each win and i think it's because at that point you know all all of the athletes know what sort of sacrifice it is and and so i think it's good to be able to celebrate everyone when they are having their moment where those sacrifices are paying off and Yeah, I think I look up to all of them in, in different ways. Of course, uh, like you said, it's uh, it's a really healthy thing, I'd say, to not only be able to be happy for yourself, but also to be able to be happy for others, especially yeah. when it's, it's people you're seeing and you're raising just through the whole year. So it's, yeah. not someone, <laughs> it's not somebody you don't want to have a good relationship with. Exactly, yeah. And I think, you know, it's normal And it's okay to finish and feel, oh, I wish something had gone better for me. Or it's like, it's normal to feel disappointed sometimes, as long as you don't dwell on it and you don't let your own disappointment affect someone else's moment. Because, you know, it just can't be yours every single day. And everyone is working really hard. Everyone deserves it just as much. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, not everybody has uh, the day where everything fits in every day. Otherwise, we'd all mm -hmm. be perfect and everything would be wonderful. And the racing would be boring, right? Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, now asking a little bit, uh, one of the last questions, I would, I would spend lots of time with you talking about, I don't want to make this too long or too boring mm -hmm. uh, for those uh, who are listening to this. So it's a bit of a difficult question. I am giving you a heads up here. Okay. But uh, do you have something you do when you're just, your head isn't working, like mentally you're absolutely destroyed, you're completely down. And is there something you know if you do, it's just going to cheer you up and it's going to get you back on track to just where you want to be? I think um, I think there's a few things that, that um probably help me do this and and um yeah I think a, a good thing to do is to journal like get those all the thoughts down and uh, get them down on paper and then and then bring things in perspective you know why am I doing this am I enjoying it what what fuels me to keep going even when uh things are really difficult and mentally it's difficult and yeah for me that's just you know, love of the sport, love of pushing myself. And part of pushing yourself is, is, um, knowing that it's not always going to be perfect and you have to trust the process. I know everyone says that, but it's so true. Um, part of the process is failing sometimes, and maybe that affects you mentally. Um, I'm, it absolutely affects you mentally. <laughs> so yeah. And I think, you know, doing things that sort of bring back the fun in it, maybe that's just like, going on a ride with friends and stopping and getting ice cream or at a coffee shop and, and, um, and, uh, trying to remove some of the pressure that's maybe creating some of those negative feelings. And yeah. also probably just, uh, also making yourself remember the true reasons why you're there and what really, mm -hmm. what really matters and not yeah. having a good race. Not such, it's not such a big deal. It's just yeah. part of it's just one race and exactly. it's just a part of a part of the process yeah and then uh wrapping it up a bit i actually really enjoyed this conversation i love to see how passionate you are about the sport uh it truly shows when you talk when you express yourself so that's it's really great that the sport has people like you in it and i would i always do this uh with the podcast i think it's something fun uh to do i'm going to ask you a song uh to put at the end of the podcast something you enjoy something you like to work out i don't really mind just a song that uh you want to put at the end of your interview oh to think of this i listen to a lot of music <laughs> probably the most difficult question of the podcast right <laughs> right because that's like is this yeah it's got to be a good one <laughs> i'm opening up my spotify to make sure i pick a good one yeah, let's, <laughs> let's take a look at that Spotify list, see what comes up. I think I'm going to go with the Dominic Fike song. Let me make sure. This is hard. That, I, <laughs> that is a hard question. <laughs> I, I, I told you, it's probably the uh, worst question of the whole interview. All right. The song is called, it's called Whirly by Dominic Fike. Whirly. W-U-R-L-I. Yeah. Whirly by Dominic. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's that's about it for me. Uh, like I said, thank you again. Truly enjoyed the interview. Hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, I yeah. hope you you rest a lot this off season and you just come back as strong as you left uh, next year. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it as well.
Just a 